okay, this is the path that's laid in front of me. I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to live happily. And, you know, if I find something that I need to tweak, then awesome. But it's like we pour out all this stress on ourselves trying to achieve whatever it is that we think is going to fulfill us and stress ourselves out in the process and get worse, right? Like I've had so many people tell me on this journey when I'm just like, oh, I have these these handful of things that are just left, you know, it's like these symptoms that are just left. And I feel like I can't, I can't undo them or get around them. And they're like, are you trying too hard? Like, are you stressed? And I'm like, absolutely. Yes, this is stressing <laughs> me out. And they're like, well, stop. Stop stressing about it because you're never going to get over that issue if you're just stressed about it all the time. And it just, I think all of us have some, I don't know, some, whatever we don't have, right? It's like the grass is always greener. There's something that we think, oh, if this is it, if I could just get this. And the truth is that hardly is ever the answer, right? Like we find fulfillment and purpose and belonging in so many ways. And it's usually not the missing puzzle piece that we think it is. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturay, your one-stop shop for metabolically supportive food supplements and saturated skincare, which will be here very, very shortly. It's been a long time coming. It looks like it will be available to buy at the end of February. So it's super, super exciting. We'll keep you updated. Now, today I'm joined by the gorgeous Corey and Fallon. I just love these two. I think they're super real and, you know, they often get really vulnerable and really share openly about, I guess, their journeys and their struggles. And Fallon has a delicious metabolically supportive meal plan and also cookbook. It's called The Batch Cookbook, which I have a copy of and can confirm that there's many, many, many amazing recipes in there. And Corey has an amazing course called Freely Rooted. So I'm going to pop the links to their Instagram handle so you can find all that stuff. Um, I'll put that in the show notes. Now, I've actually had them on the podcast in the past and I just got such great feedback. So I thought I'd get them on again. And I've talked about this with Kate Deering in past episodes, but I think sometimes coaches feel like they can't share certain hurdles or challenges in their own journeys because, you know, we're supposed to know it all and have it all together. But, you know, that's not the case. You know, we struggle just like everyone else. And, you know, I also think that women can get really stressed and so focused um, on achieving certain milestones or goals when it comes to healing weight loss. And, you know, when they make mistakes or they hit roadblocks and they don't achieve these things, they often feel like a failure. And I think some women even revert back to quick fixes. And I really love this episode so much because Corey and Fallon really open up and get vulnerable and talk about some of the recent struggles and challenges they've had. And we also talk about how healing isn't just about food, but also about your lifestyle. We also talk about how it's okay to feel sad, angry, or frustrated along, you know, this journey, why stressing about achieving your goals doesn't actually help you, why you shouldn't get hyper-focused on being perfect, the power of your mind when it comes to your health, how emotions can coexist, focusing on what you do have and what not, sorry, what you don't. And then finally, accepting and loving yourself while also wanting to change things. Now, before we get stuck into the uh, podcast, I just want to announce the winner of the competition. So I'm super excited for, and I don't actually know her name, so I've just got her Instagram handle, which is 
1983 star. So I'm assuming your name is Bron. Bron, you are the winner of our comp. Um, all you need to do is send me a DM on Instagram to uh, claim your prize. And ladies, as always, or I shouldn't say just ladies, I'm sure some men listen to this podcast, but as always, don't forget to give us a review um, and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. Let's spread the word and free other women from restrictive diets. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having us. It's so, like, we just had this big, long chat. We're like, okay, we can at least put aside, well, we said 20 minutes, but we went for like 30 <laughs> minutes. We had a great, um, a great uh, catch up. I just love Corey and Fallon. I think they're really genuine, just lovely. You guys are love. I really like you guys a lot. Thank um, you. The feeling is so mutual. Oh, and also we had such great feedback from the first podcast. Like it's heaps of downloads. So I just messaged them a few weeks ago, a month ago. I said, oh, let's get back on and we'll do another episode because things have progressed since then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Corey's had a little gorgeous girl that I thought's name was Leia. <laughs> it's actually a story. lot of people did. A lot of people thought her middle name was her first name, but I and I knew it was out there picking a word name. Her name is Story, and I knew that if I named her that, a lot of people would be like thinking I'm telling a story or like talking while I'm saying her name. Um, but I still love it regardless. Yeah. So her name is Story. Her middle name is Kalea and Kitty. And honestly, a lot of people thought her name was Kalea. <laughs> okay, no, I, feel, I feel better now. And um, Corey's been telling us about the birth, and while it was amazing, it was also hardcore and just like exhausting, and but amazing at the same time. And Fallon's been working hard on her um, batch. It's a recipe book, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 which is so uh, exciting. Um, and obviously, if you've listened to the intro, you would have already heard the winner of the competition who will get that copy of Fallon's amazing um, recipe book plus some other goodies. So that's exciting. And, yeah, we just thought we would get on. And I didn't even really know, like, how you would, like, what's the name of this? What, what are we going to name this bloody podcast? But I was just sharing with them trying to do a quick summary version, which obviously went for ages about my whole, you know, trying to fall bloody pregnant and how, you know, if if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to it where I tell the story because this will make more sense. But, you know, us as coaches and being, I think you're a bit in the spotlight, you know, you feel sometimes like, you know, I talked about in the podcast how I really felt like a failure. You know, here I am promoting this. I mean, it's not about fertility, our program. It's about health, metabolic health. And part of being healthy is being fertile. And, you know, putting so much pressure on myself. Why can't I fall pregnant? Why can't I do this? You know, like you're a woman, you should be able to do this, you know, and and having all of those, like the more I tried, the worse my health got, the worse my my metabolic markers got. My period was terrible. My sleep, I was anxious. You know, even though I was hardly training, eating loads of food, doing everything right. And, you know, just feeling like a failure, you know, like really just, um, and I feel a lot better now. And, you know, you think in your head, you're like, sometimes I'd get mad about it. I'm like, that's a journey, Kitty. Like, it's here to teach you, you know, this, what's what's the good that you can get out of this? But it really just got us talking about how, you know, sometimes we feel like, or I think a lot of coaches feel like they can't share things about their journey and how it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. And Kate and I have talked about this before. Like, Kate had that issue with the Botox you know, she got the Botox and got the really bad reaction and then she was just fucked for like Mm. a long time. And, you know, 
it just sometimes you feel like people are waiting to, like you said, to fail. And they're like, oh, if you've got one issue with your health, and it just means that the pro-metabolic is not working, the eating's not working and it's not right. But I don't think that that's what it's about. It's like what it's really taught me and what through this whole like the pregnancy thing, trying to fall pregnant is all of these symptoms that were happening. Like I was like, okay, this is obviously a sign of stress. I'm, I'm stressed. And it wasn't that I needed to change my diet. It was I needed to address the stress. And that's what I like about this approach. It's not just you eat this food and you do this. It's really understanding your body and then knowing or being aware of what you actually can do to improve things. Anyway, I'll let you guys sort of chat about, um, you know, Corey was talking about you, you feel feeling quite pressured in your community, not in your community, but I'll let him, I'll let you bloody tell him. I'll let you say. Oh, yeah, I will. I would just, I just love the idea of um, you addressing the stress as opposed to, okay, well, it must be what you're eating or it must be like uh, supplements or something. And the Rubens actually, I don't know if this podcast episode will come out before we have their, them on our podcast to talk about this, but we're doing like a whole episode on how healing is not just about food and how like it may just need to be like a whole lifestyle shift and like really identifying what is, what is adding stress. And so, and I think that, um, food can be used like super therapeutically, but yeah, we were just sharing about how, um, there is this concept where, especially if you came from diet hopping or like not even necessarily diet hopping, I think it's more protocol hopping where it's like, you went to this functional med doctor and this naturopath, like, even if you're, if you're, even if you're taking the holistic route, if you're used to hopping around a lot and convincing yourself that like, these don't work for me you're kind of going into this sphere as well as almost just like a trial and just like waiting for it to, to fail. And I think a lot of women can relate to hearing me talk about this because I've talked to a lot of women who have said they've been in those shoes of just like waiting for something to not work for them. Mm -hmm. And so it's this delicate balance. I feel like as someone who has a platform, because you're like, how do I serve my community? Also be transparent about things that I might struggle with along the way without turning people you know, like making them like turn off the light and like, and, and, and go into another, um, I guess like bounce to another approach, like health approach. Like how do I honor my body, the healing journey and this approach while also honoring where they're at too, if that makes sense. Mm. And, um, so we've just, yeah, we were just talking, we were just having a great conversation before the, um, before the recording started. And we were just talking about how like, well, like you don't just get into this space where everything is perfect. Like for life, there are different areas where you have something show up. And I've really, really had to change my mindset to shift from, um, Oh, like clearly this isn't working for me and switch it to, Oh, my body's just communicating with me, you know, and, and thank you body for like communicating to me that something is, that something is off. Um, and even being able to mitigate it. Like, I remember I was dealing with some sleep, sleep and nightmare issues. I'd shared about this in my course, uh, Facebook group, it was like three nights in a row that I was having like vivid nightmares and was waking up a lot. And I would wake up just feeling like trash because I'm, my sleep was just so, it was just trash. And I finally realized like, oh my gosh, I haven't had any um, like glycine rich foods in a while. I hadn't been drinking my bone broth. I hadn't been making gummies. And I just like made a batch of gummies like right then and there. And I slept like a baby that night. I like felt an immediate sense of calmness over my body. Um, but that doesn't necessarily just have to be the food. Sometimes we just have to have the awareness of like, okay, well, what's shifted about my lifestyle. Um, mm -hmm. we may be able to examine like, Oh, like this, I had an argument with this person and it left me stressed out. And I feel like I'm still carrying the stress of that. So just being able to examine our lives 
um, objectively and with compassion. I think Mm -hmm. I struggle a lot with self-compassion. And so it's been also a beautiful part of this whole journey is I feel like when you're on this healing journey, you actually learn to have like a ton of self-compassion for yourself and honor your body along the process. So anyways, that's what I would have to share about just like, uh, kind of the struggles there of just like the balance between what do I share versus like, you know, how do I honor my body during Mm. this time? I like that you said about the being compassionate to yourself. Cause when I've been doing these therapy sessions, like the ladies like to me, you just like so hard on yourself. Like you're just so critical. You're like, you know, you just, would you ever say that to a client? I'm like, no, no way. Like, what would you say to a client? It was like, you can just be so, yeah, like you can be so critical of yourself. And I guess sometimes you don't see it till you come out the other side, you know, and, you know, I did this session with her yesterday because we do it every week. I've committed to, because I was like, oh, you've got to commit to 12 weeks, Kitty, because like after about two or three weeks, I didn't want to do it keep going because it was too pain like too hard like I was started feeling I felt like I was regressing and Craig's like look you just have to keep going remember like sometimes it's going to get worse before it gets better and you know I was like hey come on you know you committed that's why I thought it's good that you committed to 12 but then obviously I had a bit of a breakthrough after that I was really glad that I kept going and part of that was just going you know and also recognizing I think that it's like you can feel sad like these are just normal feelings that you're having it's nothing Mm. wrong with you yeah like you've struggled to have a baby you've like every other woman that you've talked to has felt the same you know sorry the bloody Winston's barking it's felt the same way and it's, it's a bit of acceptance you know and accepting that you've just got to feel sad mm-hmm. you know like you've just got to go through go through it and I think women just can be so hard on themselves would you Agreed. go through that totally and also I mean just the feeling of I think a lot of us might have grown up in um, an environment where emotions were not necessarily, Mm. um, you weren't given the space to express things fully and freely. Mm. And, um, you know, that's something that I've really tried to like do with my, not perfectly, but just like for the majority of of the time do with my own children is just like, how do I like navigate this of like holding space for their emotions a Mm. lot, like saying like, Hey, it's okay to feel these emotions. But every time I say it out loud to them, I'm like, I don't even do that to myself. Like I really need, I really need to be working on myself first and like holding space for my emotions. Um, if I'm going to like actually be able to display this authentically to my own children. Yeah. And thinking, you know, something that I'm like in this sort of thing on oh, no shit Sherlock, like it's so obvious, but she's like, you can feel sad and angry and frustrated, but also grateful at the same time. Mm-hmm. You can have both. <laughs> And I was like, ah, oh, okay. You know, cause I, sometimes I think I would punish myself too, because I was like, oh, you've got this great fucking life. Like you've got this partner that you just are so in love. Like I really love Craig. Like I just really, you know, feel like I've found my soulmate. You've got these great businesses. You've just bought this beautiful house. You've got these two great dogs. Why are you feeling sad? Mm-hmm. Well, you can feel sad and grateful at the same time. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think there's also, I think each of us probably carry this in a different way and probably any woman listening carries this in a different way, but on anyone's individual journey, there's always some sort of golden ticket in your head that you think like, if I get this, that's Mm -hmm. when I'm going to feel satisfied. So like for me, my struggle has been the weight thing. It feels like, okay, if I could get to, you know, whatever weight it is and I'll feel happier kitty, you know, you have expressed that like this goal of having a baby has been kind of the thing in your mind that you feel like, oh, maybe this is it. And Mm -hmm. I just, for all of us, 
it's like, oh my gosh, we have so much to be thankful for and so much to be grateful for and so many beautiful things that are around us. And I think Kitty, just what you kind of communicated to us before recording was so beautiful, just realizing that, okay, this is the path that's laid in front of me. I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to live happily. And, you know, if I find something that I need to tweak, then awesome. But it's like we pour out all this stress on ourselves trying to achieve whatever it is that we think is going to fulfill us and stress ourselves out in the process and get worse, right? Like I've had so many people tell me on this journey when I'm just like, oh, I have these these handful of things that are just left, you know, it's like these symptoms that are just left. And I feel like I can't, I can't undo them or get around them. And they're like, are you trying too hard? Like, are you stressed? And I'm like, absolutely. Yes, this is stressing <laughs> me out. And they're like, well, stop. Stop stressing about it because you're never going to get over that issue if you're just stressed about it all the time. And it just, I think all of us have some, I don't know, some, whatever we don't have, right? It's like the grass is always greener. There's something that we think, oh, if this is it, if I could just get this. And the truth is that hardly is ever the answer, right? Like we find fulfillment and purpose and belonging in so many ways. And it's usually not the missing puzzle piece that we think it is, you know? Mm. Yeah, and it's just I would like, I, and I've Craig's probably so sick of hearing me crap on about this, but like you know, just really blew my mind, and I guess in a way would probably help me relate to other women and clients is the, you know, the last three months I told you guys like I wasn't training, I was just like doing mobility work and stretching and really light stuff, so that's very no stress there. You know, I was eating fucking three thousand calories a day, taking every supplement that we all take, you know, like shilajit <laughs> and liver and you know, everything like, and getting sun, doing, ticking all the things on paper that sound like, okay, this is, but my period was the worst it's ever been like 22 days. I was like, holy fuck. It's just turned up to spotting before every cycle, not sleeping. So anxious because all I could think about was, is it going to happen this month? I need to make it happen. I'm a foul. It's, I, I thought about every single second of every fucking day. And it just stressed the fuck out of me. And even though mm-hmm. I was doing everything right and I just, I was like, I actually can't believe this. And like really within when I decided, I was like, okay, you just can't try anymore. You have to start working on that. Maybe this isn't going to happen and you have to stop trying. Like within a few days I was sleeping through that. It was like instant. It was like this relief. So it just shows, right, the mind, what a powerful thing. And, you know, again, I don't think you can fucking bury your head in the sand and go, I'm just going to hope that it happens and not, generally do the right things you know like eat enough and eat the right nutrients and you know work on that stuff but I think it just shows that like and I'm you know I'm pretty diligent in what I like I'm pretty driven you know I'm like hey I'm gonna achieve this and I'll just do everything and I'm disciplined but the more I tried to do it the worse that it got and I, and I just you know now I can really relate to these women who just are just stress like you say stressing themselves even though they're doing everything right but they're stressing themselves out so much about trying to achieve this one thing or two things that it's actually working mm-hmm. against them yeah I love yeah, this I think- this go ahead Corey no no you got it you got it <laughs> thanks well I was just gonna say I love this conversation of just having this learning experience to be able to relate to people more because I think I, you know I keep coming back to the weight thing but you know that's kind of my you know we talked about that like what's that one thing Um, and I guess I should explain for anyone who has maybe not heard the other episode that we did, I came from really undernourished, you know, super, super thin. And so my body has adapted and, uh, you know, really thin guys, like go to her Instagram page, you you know, like you shared that photo. I was like, you look anorexic. 
Like yeah, I mean, yeah, I was probably under 110 pounds and I'm five, five. So that's, I wish I was better at math so I could convert, but I feel like kilograms is about <laughs> that's what, like half, if not more. 2.2. So like, okay. how, how tall are you? Five, five. Yeah. So you're little, but still I'm like, that is like, but you can just, there's not an ounce of fat on your body. Like, oh no, uh, there was none. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, obviously my body had to adapt quite a bit and it's so interesting looking back because I was always thin, you know, it was never this roller coaster of up and down weight. Um, I was always thin. And I remember telling people as like a teenager, a college kid that I would do anything to stay in shape. You know, I would do anything to keep my weight down. And I really just carried this judgment toward people who didn't look a certain way. And in hindsight, I can see that so clearly, but even then, I mean, I had all these, like, honestly, sort of these fat phobic principles that I was living by and never in a million years would I have thought that, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I did gain some weight and I did start on this journey that I realized, um, I mean, going back to this conversation of compassion, It's, Mm -hmm. you know, first of all, we know our weight is so tied up in a million different things. You know, it's not just diet and exercise, it's stress and trauma and toxins. And Mm -hmm. um, I mean, all of these things that pile on top of it, but it just, this whole journey of experiencing what some might call failure, you know, which is kind of the topic of today. Like sometimes it feels, it feels vulnerable to talk about things that somebody else might look at and think like, oh, well, this isn't working for them. You know, this clearly is not working for you, which by the way, I did have someone tell me in an email one time who's seen my Instagram. They said, clearly this, this way of eating isn't working for you because of the weight that I've gained. And so Mm -hmm. it's vulnerable to put that out there, but I'm still, you know, Kitty, like you were saying, there's room for sadness and there's room for thankfulness. Um, I think, I think my body will change long-term the more grace I give it, but it's also, again, the same vein of you and your pregnancy journey, Kitty, me sort of realizing what if this doesn't change? Can I be happy? And can I still preach this message to women and point them toward healing? Because maybe this is my healed body, right? And just realizing that there's this, there's this grace that I didn't have for women who look differently than I do. Mm. Um, And so I've really been able to, uh, I don't know, just be more aware of that on this whole journey. And so I just appreciate this conversation of like, okay, I struggled with something that was never an issue for me, or I didn't think it was going to be an issue for me. And now I get it. Now I get why women are so just downtrodden and, you know, beating Mm -hmm. themselves up over infertility or weight gain or, you know, hair, what hair loss, whatever it is. Like there's so many things that as women, we just feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not even like, what am I doing? I'm just failing because I can't do X, Y, Z. And it just, um, I don't know. There's something special about sort of getting that softness of heart to just, or for me, at least it's been really sweet to kind of lay down these preconceived ideas I had of health or body image or whatever, and just relate to women who have, have walked a road of, you know, up and down weight or feeling uncomfortable in their bodies. And now I, I get it. And I never thought I would, you know, I thought I would just diet down and run more or whatever I thought I was going to do until I was thin. And now I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I appreciate this sort of wisdom that comes with the journey of, Mm. you know, just, I mean, some failure, sure, but also a lot of progress. I mean, I think I've healed just an insane amount. Um, So I don't know, just kind of having that, having that like softness and grace that comes with just trial and error and, you know, going through tough things, I think is just honestly a gift to have. I think what I found most interesting about your story is the realization that like, whenever a big trigger comes up for us like that, like if you, there's always that certain symptom that you think is like most important to you. And probably more often than not, it's because there is a deeper history that is involved with that 
with that symptom or with that change. Um, cause I don't even want to really call it a symptom. Cause like you, you necessarily gained weight. That's not a symptom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm thinking back, I guess we're just like sharing all the vulnerable things today, but I, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking back to whenever I lost some hair in the beginning of my pregnancy. And I remember, um, Fallon and I talked a lot about it. I was like, how do I mitigate this? Like, and we, and I talked a little bit about that in our reversing hair loss episode, we had like moved from a moldy house and I, there were a lot of combination factors on why I had started losing hair, <clears throat> but I never knew how horribly it would trigger me. And when I really examined it, it was because I had two boyfriends. I had one in high school and one in college that told me that my hair was like my good feature. And I remember I had, uh, in high school, I had chopped my hair off to my, like around my shoulders. And I was dating that, that guy at the time. Hopefully he's not listening to this. I doubt it. I really <laughs> There's always a risk, right? Probably not. I really, really doubt it. Um, but he, I remember when I cut my hair, he was like, that was your one good feature. And you cut it and you like, oh. you're less attractive as a woman because, <sighs> because you cut your hair and like, this is high school talk, whatever. But when it happened again in college, um, when I had super long hair and I cut it to my shoulders again, um, I had, uh, the guy I was dating say the same thing. And I think I like totally stored that of like, oh, my hair is the, o- the only beautiful thing about me. And, Um, and I get comments on my hair all the time. So it actually kind of affirms that, you know what I mean? It like really reaffirms, um, oh, that's my my one good feature. That's my one good feature. So I, um, I really, yeah, it was incredibly triggering to me whenever I started dealing with hair loss. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't even know I had these feelings of like vanity until I started losing something that I didn't even realize I was holding on to like so tightly, Mm -hmm. um, and so I thought that that was such an important part of your, what you just shared Fallon, because I feel like the people that have told me in emails, like the most that have struggled with something the most, I don't, it, it doesn't matter what it is. There's always a backstory involved. And so what we can ask ourselves is like, why do we feel like a failure? And like, what, like what, whose voice are we hearing? Like, is it our voice or is it like our, you know, somebody's voice when we were younger, um, that is like speaking that into us. And that's like, that's, and it's with, it's what it's reminding us of, of that like trigger or that like childhood wound. And so, um, yeah, that was just a really important part of my story that I had to examine of just like, oh my gosh, what if I, what if I lost all my hair? What does that say about how I see myself, you know? And I, yeah, I had to, I had to examine that really closely for me to move forward and let that, and let that part go basically. Mm. Yeah, to really like, like Craig and I have so many conversations about this and I mean, I'm pretty open about things like, because I've come from same background as Fallon, like always really small and was good at restricting and, you know, never, I was never overweight, you know, my heaviest, I was 62 and then I would just get under 62 because I was better, I'd binge, but I was better at restricting overall, obviously, Mm. so I stayed small. So I can really appreciate like, I actually really enjoy, I love structure and discipline. I like to train. I like to, you know, I spend time prepping out my food each week, you know, like I you know, use our little app. I really enjoy that. But I still go out in the weekend and we'll have dinner out. You know, it's not like it's like, oh, my God, I have to stick to everything exactly. So I sort of sit in this middle ground of like I can so appreciate where you've come from, Fallon, but then we have a lot of women, you know, like I did this great podcast actually with Craig and Libby because we get a lot of women like, I think some women get really confused about like there's women like us, you know, like Fallon and I who were really tiny that we, you know, now I'm at this healthy weight and healthy body fat, but there are women who are a hundred kilos 
who are 50% body fat, that that's not also healthy. Mm -hmm. But for them, you know, when they actually start eating consistently, tracking their food, nourishing their body, you know, getting into better habits and still working on that self-love piece, I think too, Mm because it's okay, I think, to want to change, like for them to want to change their body, but do it in a healthy way. You know, don't sit there and like, I fucking hate my body the whole way. Like try and, and usually like most of the time, their symptoms get better anyway because they're nourishing their body and they're getting rid of the pufas and they're eating all these this amazing food like liver and oysters and they just grad, weight loss is slow, right? Like, you know, look at this lady that's lost 46 kilos in our program, 46 kilos. And it's taken her two years to do it, but it's just slow and gradual. She's just eating all the food. She's been consistent eating in a small deficit. You know, like I think women have got to remember too, it's not this blanket one size fits all either. It's not like, you know, because I hear, I think a lot, a lot of women hear us talk about this and they go, well, that just applies to me where it's not, it's not, it's you're on your own journey. It's individual, I think. And, you know, like things might improve, but then sometimes things get worse or you hit these little like road bumps, but it doesn't mean that it's not working. Like, and that's actually one thing that I've sort of, it, this has helped me on this journey too. Cause she's like, you, you'll get your, I was so hyper-focused on my cycle. Cause to me, I was like, I would get my cycle, but like, that is the number one thing. And then if there was any issue in the last three months in my cycle, like one month it turned up a couple of days early, instantly I just freaked out. And she's like, and then I was like, your body's not a fucking robot kitty. Like you started to stress again about it. So obviously this has happened. It's okay. Like just, you know, you, 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 it's like you're like, I've got to be perfect. It's my cycle's got to be perfect. My sleep's got to be perfect. Everything's got to be perfect. But that's not life. Mm. Life isn't fucking perfect. You don't have zero stress in your life. Like sometimes things are going to affect your body and you might have a month where it's shit and then you can just, you know, like course correct and keep, keep going. And I think, you know, yeah, that was just something for me. I just thought about it. Then I was like, oh, you know, I, and, I, and I've talked to Craig about it a lot, like not getting so hyper-focused on everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. that's not real like yeah I oh. think a lot of people walk in with that misconception that it, maybe it's because they just assume other people are like this I think I did actually for a while once I stepped into sort of this sphere coming from like paleo whole 30 style eating um you just sort of expect like okay if this is it if this is the real deal then everyone's health is going to be perfect and that's just not true and I think that it's so important that uh you know we're having this conversation to communicate clearly that there's not like an end destination. You, you know, your stressors always change. The goal is not for your health to be perfect. It's for, you know, this vibrant life. And sure, you have things come up sometimes, but, you know, the difference between something like um, Whole30, Paleo, AIP, that kind of thing is that your symptoms and getting rid or suppressing them is the main goal, right? So, like, you get on some new diet. Uh, I mean, you could include virtually any protocol or diet. And it seems like the the short-term goal is, well, I'm going to get rid of all my symptoms. I mean, I know that's what I did was like, okay, what can I do to get rid of symptoms? And I think this one thing that this sphere and this idea does so well is really communicate that, you know, your symptoms are a messenger. First of all, if there's something going on with your body, mm-hmm. it's a message that something needs to change. Right. And mm-hmm. sometimes the symptoms are some underlying issue that have just been suppressed for years and years and years. Um, and so I think that, you know, what, what I, I want to communicate, you know, through my platform, and I, I think you guys feel the same way is that if there's something going on, it's not that you need to just wipe that out however you can. It's like, figure out why, why is that happening? And, you know, get to the root of it without feeling like you failed because of it. Because sometimes 
I mean, I think for all of us, new symptoms maybe come up after several months of healing, because maybe that's the first time your body felt safe to actually reveal something that was going under the surface. Or maybe you have new stressors arise that are changing the way that your body's responding. But I think it's just so important that people realize that this is not like a cure-all, you know? I mean, it does so many things and it, it really, really radicalizes the way that you live life and changes your health, but it's not this like magic pill that it's like, okay, once you start pro-metabolic eating, all of your problems will be solved. Like that's just not how it works. And I think that people like me who are so, you know, I don't know, used to these black and white rules and protocols and type A type people, they, they want that. They come in and they're like, okay, I want to do X, Y, Z and I want to be healed. And that's just not the reality of, of life, no matter what kind of protocol or, or, you know, nutritional, um, theology, I guess you're pursuing. That's just not how life works, right? There's not just like a magic fix because this world is, again, it's broken and not perfect. And sometimes going like, you know, like Craig and I talk about this, like Craig, back when we had the gym, he had this parasite. So like, and I think back to him in the gym, we were fucking working stupid hours, like trying to grab business. <laughs> of course it was stressful. And, you know, like he then had a lot of digestive issues and now he's worked his way back and he's pretty good most of the time. But then he'll have like, you know how like stress, I, I feel like stress manifests itself in different ways for everyone. Like for me, mm-hmm. it's my cycle and my sleep. They're the two number. Digestion's good. Like poo's always good, never really get bloated. But for him, if something stressful happens, he'll like get a bit constipated or his digestion's affected. I can see it in his in his eyes. And sometimes it's like just going like, you know, we might have had a, you know, when we have a challenge on, it's stressful. You know, like he'll have, you know, he gets stressed by there was some shit happening with the app. Like it's, you know, we think that like it's abnormal. You're not never going to have no stress. And obviously it's ongoing chronic stress. That's when it's an issue. But, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about it and he's like, I just had bad digestion for a couple of days, but then it's come good. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I think we can overanalyze everything and go like oh but maybe you just had a fucking shit day it was a bit stressful and then your body's going okay don't do that for months and months (laughs) right (laughs) but like you can get so hyper focused on this one thing when sometimes you just have to go okay whatever like oh yeah and I I totally do that too that's one thing that I have to remind myself of is is to stop hyper focusing because I'll do the same thing it's like I'll have maybe two days of lower energy. And then I'm like, well, crap, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Well, it's not, it just something like a one-off might've happened. It's not that I have yeah. to like throw in the towel, yeah. um, but it's just, tired. it's so funny. Like you just, yeah. or you have a, like, I'll have a hard training session. I wake up next. I'm like, oh, I'm like, well, you're fucking a bit fatigued. Right. <laughs> you just pushed really hard in training. So now you just take some rest days. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, I know what you mean. It's like, or you have a bad night's sleep. Like, you know, like it's really muggy here. And Craig's like, oh, I was just so hot last night. I was waking up, you know, okay, it's okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and we can just get so, yeah, hyper focused mm-hmm. hey, on those. Yo, I feel like I've really become so focused on my cycle now. And I've really had mm-hmm. to try and, you know, go, okay, like just like, you know, I had two really good months because I was just like, I'm not caring anymore. I'm eating the food. I'm training. I'm being happy. I'm not thinking about falling pregnant. I'm just being, and I had these two great months of great cycles. And then I started to go back in the hole of fucking, you know, like the, the thoughts creep in. You start to engage. And I just think it would be so funny if someone could hear what I was saying to myself. Like it's these two people going back and forth and this, mm-hmm. and it just spirals. And then I was like, not sleeping again. And then I, so my cycle was affected. You know, so I just had, instead of going, oh my God, the world's ending, you need to change everything, just going, okay, like you had this relapse, you work, you're working on it, you're doing the sessions, you know, you've got these strategies like now, 
like I think about like the annoying people on Instagram who write dumb fucking, you know, like it's okay if people disagree with you, but you know, this is some rude people and you just don't engage with them. Like you just don't reply to their comments. So I'm just like, whenever, because so, she, she said to me, she's like, Kitty, you're going to have the thoughts and the feelings. It's a You can't think that you're never going to have them. And I think in my head, I was like, nah, it's never going to happen. I'm just going to stop them. But she's like, you've just got to find a way to like, if they come in again, you just don't engage them. You know, and I've been really good at that. If I find my, it's uh, it happening again, I'm like, okay, just remember you're cool. Like, let's go away and focus on something else. Like, you just don't have to go down that spiral, which has really sort of helped me a lot. And just going, okay, you had a not a great month with your cycle because obviously you can see why because you started to get anxious and, you know, like you don't have to. Because my thing, I think too, is I always, I'm like, you know, like before I was like, okay, that's it. I've got to completely stop training. I'm going to, compl- you know, like go too far the other way, which made me miserable. So now I'm like, okay, it's all right. You just, you had a bad month. You know what you need to do. Just roll with it. It's just one month. Like keep going, keep doing the things that you, you, you've made some progress. You're much better. You're sleeping again. You know, like you're feeling, starting to feel happy, like back to your normal self. So what? you know, instead of going, holy fuck, I've got to go, I need to stop training or I need to do something really drastic. I think sometimes we can, you know, if anyone's like me, it's like the all in mentality, which is good in a way in some things, because I just go all in and commit. And, but then, you know, it's like balance. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I think to, to piggyback off of what both of you guys said on the recurring theme of stress, I feel like, you know, how Fallon was talking about like, okay, this is not the end all be all. You don't just like eat pro-metabolic foods and all of your, all of your issues go away forever. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. This is honestly probably one of my favorite episodes, but I just wanted to quickly jump in and talk about the brand new program we've developed called the seven day eat more, train less and get results challenge. Now I know eating more and training less probably sounds counterintuitive, but hopefully if you've been listening to the podcast and following me for a while, you'll stick with me. So the reason that so many women struggle to lose weight sustainably is because they continually jump from quick fix diet to quick fix diet, where they drastically cut calories carbs and food groups and punish themselves with excessive exercise and of course it works to lose weight in the short term but it's never sustainable many women end up gaining all the weight back plus more now these diets impact your thyroid your adrenals and reproductive hormones and many women are left with poor sleep digestive issues hormonal imbalances and low energy And this is exactly why we developed this program, because it doesn't matter if you have five kilos to lose, 50 kilos to lose, whether you just want to get strong or you simply want to turn up and get healthy. The challenge was purposely built for women who want to achieve sustainable results without drastically cutting calories, food groups, or sugar and carbs, or working out six or seven days per week. Unlike other programs that you'll find online, this is a holistic approach, providing you everything you need for long-term success, more energy, stable moods, better sleep, great digestion, hormone regulation, and of course, long-term sustainable body composition change. The seven-day challenge provides a full meal plan, workout plan for home in the gym, training exercise videos to guide your workouts, education on food tracking and macros, metabolically supportive recipes, supplement guides, two weekly coaching calls with myself and Craig for a month a private community, and most importantly, education for long-term success. It's time to take control back. Stop starving yourself, 
restore your metabolism, and finally get results by eating more and training less. Now, if you've been skeptical, this is the perfect place to start because we're so confident in our methodology and approach that if after completing the seven days, you don't believe that you can achieve your goals by eating more and training less, then we'll refund your money. Now, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes um, so you can grab more information and grab your spots. Now, the challenge is a one-off payment of 27 Australian dollars and just um, to go over what you get again, you get all of the course material and lifetime access to the course material. And then you get access to the live coaching calls with myself and Craig for a month. So I'll pop the link in the show notes and I hope to see you in the challenge. Let's get back to the episode. I think what this has allowed me personally to do is become aware of stress. Like, I think that if anything, it has been, it's become a lifestyle where I'm like, oh, I'm actually aware because things come up. Like you can pay attention to your metabolic markers, things come up and you can actually have an awareness of them where you can, where you can shift things. And, um, I think that how we perceive stress is one of the most important things. I remember after my, um, my birth with my daughter, actually, I had, I was like in those first three days where I was going through the big hormonal shift of everything, just, you know, tanking. Um, I remember feeling feelings like, Oh, I failed. I failed because I couldn't, um, you know, stay in like a positive mindset, like during, during labor. Cause it was so intense. And I remember I had this, like, I don't know if I shared this on our podcast. I feel like I've told the story, but I feel like I had this choice, um, where I was like in the middle of a crossroads and one crossroad or one road was headed towards me feeling failure over my birth and accepting that as, as a stress on my life and like viewing it as trauma really. Or I had this path where I could actually look at the positive, um, from my birth with her. And for me, it took actually doing like talk therapy with people who were at my birth, people who had this outside point of view who could kind of like recenter me a little bit. Um, but I remember having, I was like, oh my gosh, I actually have a choice. I have a choice with like how I perceive stress in my life. And I could either go this way or I could go that way. And I had to choose to go that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the way that we perceive events and perceive, I mean, Kitty, that's like your whole story with, you know, like you were stressed about, man, I like, I want to, I want to try to get pregnant. And then as soon as you like just shifted your mindset, oh my gosh, like your body just fell back into balance. And I also think of, um, my sister-in-law, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this story, but my sister-in-law, uh, my brother's a music, a music artist. And my sister-in-law was like, really she, like honing down the health stuff, like really felt on top of it. And then my brother went on tour and she traveled with him and they're living like off, you know, in a bus and eating food wherever they can, you know, get it. And in her mind, she was like, this is going to be stressful on my body. And sure enough, it was, and it really impacted her health during tour. And it got to a point where eventually she was talking to her, um, one of her mentors and she had expressed to her like, Hey, what if you shifted your mindset on how you see this tour? What if you shifted it to like, wow, like how incredible you get to, you get to come with your husband. You, instead of being at home by yourself, like you get to like be his support and, um, like how amazing is that? And she was able to like literally shift the way that she just saw her life in, in the season that it was. And then her health started shifting again. And I just, I just think that's so interesting how like powerful our mind is, um, which is how we're perceiving our life. And so that's kind of like what metabolic health has meant to me is just like 
an awareness of my stress, knowing how to mitigate it, knowing how to shift my lifestyle, because it's so much more about, uh, that than just like, Oh, go, you know, go eat some liver, you know? Mm, And you know what, like, and again, I'll just be completely honest. I feel like this is giving me such a more appreciation for it and really truly believe it because I think I obviously understood it before and stress and we teach it in our program, but sometimes I would think, oh, really, is this really affecting you that like, as in other women affecting them that much, you know, are they really telling me the truth about what they're doing with their nutrition? Cause I know I'm fucking consistent motherfucker. Like I am, <laughs> I'm doing something and I was doing everything, you know, everything. I stopped training, you know, just doing the low intensity training and walking every day and getting sun. I was so perfect with my nutrition, like ate everything, took all the supplements. I was consistent. I know. And I just was the worst I've ever been ever. <laughs> like, honestly, I thought something was wrong with me. I was like pissing. Because obviously I was so anxious and my stress hormones were elevated like six times in the day, six times at night. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Something's wrong with me. Like there's, I've got fucking some cancer. Like, you know, you start to think. Right. You spiral. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, and I just like would say to Craig, like, I just can't believe believe this. And nearly as soon as I, well, that initially when I made the decision to stop training, because to me in my mind, that meant progress. And this was going to work. This was going to thing that was going to work. And after a week, like I started to sleep through the night, the peeing, like this instant. And but then after a week when I realized that this wasn't the answer and I wasn't pregnant and then back straight back to like anxiety again, because I couldn't control it. And I'm like, this is like insanely incredible that your mind could do this to you. <laughs> like, you know, and it, it, what it's, it's sort of, I'm annoyed a little bit in, in a way. I know this sounds terrible, but I feel like this whole experience has made me, so much more hyper aware of my body like if my mind is not relaxed now like I've become so much better like you know I'm finally coming to a more a place of like I'm not I wouldn't say I was completely there yet like today I was talking to Craig and we we're just talking about it and I was like you know feeling a bit sad today like thinking that really maybe we're not going to have a baby but I'm not crying but not that I wouldn't cry if I felt like I was going to cry but I didn't have that you know it's sort of like you know, when you realize that maybe this truly isn't going to happen and you can accept it in a way, like rather than just fighting it. So I felt sad, but I also was like, but you know what? Um, I feel happy today. I still feel happy. Like I still feel good. And, you know, like I'm like enjoying our life and things that are happening. So, you know, just trying to have all the feelings at once, but it just really made me so hyper aware of my mind and the effect it has on my body. Because now if I go to bed and I haven't so now I just do this breath work before I go to bed and, you know, really try and calm my mind and not think about things and do journaling. And then I have a good sleep. But if I notice if I'm ever sitting on something now, you know, I won't have a good sleep. And it's just, I'm like, oh, it's good, but it's annoying in a way. Because <laughs> maybe before right. I was a little bit oblivious to it, you know, I was just sort of like, I don't know, it's good, but it's sort of, it just really is quite, I just think it's incredible. Mm. Yeah, I love this conversation of just, a healthy middle ground mentality because yeah. it's interesting, especially as someone who really came out of like the chronic illness sphere. Mm. Um, I was just so defined by sickness and so many people that are in that sort of like autoimmune paleo world, they're just, they're just defined by their illness. And that's the way that they live that I'm sick. My immune system is crap. Something's wrong with my body. This is how I live. And that's what they speak over themselves. And that's what I spoke over myself. And even on this journey, you know, I've had to really wrestle with uh, just defining myself by uh, 
you know, my body and saying just awful things about, well, this is just who I am now. Like I'm just the girl that's gained weight or I'm just the, you know, this, that, or the other. And it just, I mean, it's so toxic when you do that to yourself. And I think that probably all of us can relate to that in a sense of trying to define yourself by these sort of faults or maybe what you view as a shortcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one of the biggest parts of healing is like you've talked about Kitty, just stopping that spiral and, and, you know, choosing that like, okay, I'm going to be grateful today for the things that I have. I'm not going to define myself by, you know, this, this exact symptom or, you know, this diagnosis that I've received, because it's like you step into that identity, you know, when, when that's all you're saying, um, who did I talk about this with? I cannot remember. Honestly, it might've even been just something that I said <laughs> on my own Instagram, but just this idea that like, I feel like I'm stealing, I'm stealing an idea from someone. I'm so sorry if I am, but this idea that if all day long, I'm just like, oh, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. I don't like my body. Yeah. That's, that's how I'm going to feel. That's the identity that I'm going to adopt. And mm-hmm. so even just my own personal shift towards viewing myself as, you know, strong and healthy. I mean, I put on muscle, like yeah, I've gained mm. weight, but some of that is muscle. Mm. Um, I'm stronger now than I've ever been. I feel more energy now than I ever have. And so trying to shift that mentality from, oh, I'm just sick, you know, I'm just sick and my body's just broken, or I'm just the girl who gained weight or whatever that is. And it's like, we really do become who we say we are, you know, the, the mm-hmm. words and phrases that we have spoken over ourselves that's what we believe about ourselves, And so I, I just have had to fight that so much, um, for my own journey with, uh, you know, healing and weight and all of that to just choose to say, okay, I am, I'm healing and I am, uh, pursuing freedom and I am pursuing strength and I'm pursuing nourishment. And those are the things that are true about me. And it's, it's like, yeah, those thoughts will come up and it's a daily choice to say, I'm not going to do that today. I am not going to spiral and tell myself that I'm a failure for, for whatever issue it is that you want to insert, because all of us have it. All of us have that one issue that we feel like we're a failure because we can't, you know, lose the weight, get pregnant, whatever it is. It's like all of us carry something that we feel like Mm -hmm. we beat ourselves up for. And it's honestly, it's a choice. It's like, I've got to choose to stop speaking that over myself or I'm going to feel that way for the rest of my life. And that's kind of the bottom line. That sounds sort of like harsh, but I'm saying that to myself even it's like, are you going to suck it up and be grateful mm-hmm. for other things and stop just speaking these lies and negativity over yourself? Or are you going to enjoy life and find things to be thankful for? It's kind of one or the other, honestly. And it, it is really, yeah. when you guys agree, like it is like, you know, when so I was hard. doing these sessions, I'm like, this is really fucking hard for me to, to do this, to stop this, like to, you know, cause she's like, look, cause I was like to her, I can't find peace unless it's this draw the line in the sand and go, we're deciding to not have a baby or we have a baby. She, I was like, I can't find peace. And she's like, that's mm-hmm. a limiting belief. You can mm-hmm. feel your emotions. You can not let them spiral. You can, but you are letting it, letting them. And I was like, no. <laughs> but then I don't know. I just, I think I just had this, somehow had this breakthrough. because so I was like, I'm just going to go back to, I don't know what happened. But like you say, it's the choice, like getting up every day and going, okay, like when the thoughts come in, you know, the little bat batting them out of your head. <laughs> Mm-hmm. you know and again it's not about like because I think you know like you don't want to bury your head in this because I've got some women in our pro like that we work with that sort of they're really in denial and bury their head in the sand and say like oh I'm being consistent but they're not really and they want results like you still got to do the work wherever that might be in your life like I don't struggle with being consistent with nutrition or training I just don't that's just not but I really struggle with this 
really, yes. really yes. like it's, it, you know, but like you say, Fallon, it's like, I just was like to Craig, I can't feel like this anymore. I can't, I can't be anxious and like standing, I was sitting in the kitchen one night and like numerous times just fucking sobbing and just mm-hmm. feeling so like, oh, you know, like desperate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it was just so interesting how like I could, I flicked it as soon as I was like, and obviously it's not been perfect. Like I've had a bit of a relapse and I'm sure there's still going to be times, you know, that I'm still going to, but I'm, I can feel I'm improving, you know, yeah. I'm really glad mm-hmm. that I've been sticking with it um, and just going, well, people like the judgment again too, I think is just going, people are going to judge me anyway. No matter what I do, people are going to look at me and go, she shouldn't be doing this. She shouldn't be doing this. But at the end of the day, it's my life and I'm going to just continue to try and do what makes me happy. And if people judge me, they judge me, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, Fallon, about that lady, like, God, when you read that email, did you just feel really shit? <laughs> oh, I did. I cried immediately. And then I'm pretty sure I sent Corey and a few other friends a message. And yeah, I'm just I, like, I don't, I don't know how this happened. But yeah, I I mean, I I, agree with you, Kitty, that it's hard. It's, it's really hard to, and I don't, you know, I'm such a, like, I don't want to call myself a harsh person, but I like things presented to me straightforward. Right. And so what I don't want to do is gloss over the fact that this is a really tough thing, especially, you know, I think on a scale, like for me, I can look at myself and say, get over the weight thing, get over it, just move on. Like that's not an ultimate thing. And there are other women carrying more difficult things and I think that there's a lot of um, grace there that like we can still carry sadness. I don't remember if we talked about this pre-recording or post, but Kitty, you were talking about this idea that you can, your emotions can coexist, right? Um, there's this really cool quote. I'm going to butcher it. It's by a pastor that I really like. He, he talks about like, it's okay to be sad over the way that your life has sort of panned out in a season. Um, and then he says something like, you know, wash your face um, and sort of, sort of get up and, and move on. That, that's not really exactly what he says, but it's the idea that like, <laughs> it's okay to carry sadness over the things that maybe didn't pan out in your life. Like you wanted them to, and then you have to make the choice. Okay. I'm not going to let this define me or, you know, limit my, my joy in the rest of my life. So I did want to come back and say that because I feel like I'm so like, just get over it. I mean that for me and my weight stuff, it's no, like, I'm I, the same you done. I yeah, like, yeah. you know, I love like, really, I'm like, okay, well, you've got a choice. You've got to accept it and move forward. Mm-hmm. Like this, I feel like this has really challenged that for me because I just haven't been able to do it. Usually I'd be like, all right, you know, it's like ships, there's so much shit's happening in our business. So many, lost so much money. We've made mistakes, but always I've just been like, whatever, you know, shit's happened. We fucked it up. I'm just going to move forward. But this has really challenged me because it's been mm. so much harder. And I think, but then I guess you obviously get to the point where you're like, after a while, you sort of just fall on your dead horse and you're just like, oh, okay, I've just I've got to do something differently. I can't keep, you know, going the same way I'm going because I'm just destroying myself, you know, like you can just really destroy yourself and it doesn't mean it won't still be hard and there'll be like moments, I'm sure, where I'll, you know, feel sad about it or judge myself maybe, I don't know. But just trying to, like you say, focus on the things you know like we were walking on the beach the other day and I was just saying to Craig I'm like I just really love this I love how we get up in the morning and like you know we've got no kids how great like that's a great thing you get up when you want we get up when Mm -hmm. we want we have breakfast together we walk on the beach you know we go and train we'll go out for dinner like stop focusing on what you don't have Mm. you know and focus on what you do have and what you're actually enjoying and you know it might happen but it also might not but you can't change any of it. 
right now. You can't. <laughs> like Exactly. I think it honestly comes down to a total unconditioning accepting of yourself, no matter what season that you're in. I know that Therese, um, from living roots wellness that does like the EFT tapping. Yeah, I'm having her on the show. Actually, I'm having her on the podcast we yes. it in for December. I just love her. She's so lovely. Don't you reckon? She's just a gem. Every single time that she comments on like my post, like, or Fallon stuff, I just always, I always just catch her comments because they're so genuine. And so yeah. they're always my favorite comments, just the way that she expresses her appreciation and love to others. I just find is so unique and so missing in this world. Um, mm. But she, it, I mean, the core of like EFT tapping, which is emotional freedom technique, right? Is that mm-hmm. what it stands for? Yes. Um, like the core of it is literally no matter what kind of uh, environment that you're in, do you fully love and accept yourself and like unconditionally love yourself, which not a lot of us have were shown growing up. Like I think that in, you know, growing up in a more like behaviorist, maybe home for a lot of us. Um, we didn't really see like what actual, like unconditional love looks like. And so therefore, like, why would we, why would we have that for ourselves if we grew up in kind of like a performance-based society? Um, and I know like sports, athletics, like, um, even just kitty with like, you know, powerlifting and weightlifting, I feel like you can kind of get into that sphere as well. Um, but yeah, I think it just comes down to, uh, comes down to that. And I think that Fallon, like, uh, I wanted to brag on her for a second, going back to the email situation, because when she told me this, like I was, I felt like like I was more affected than her. I was so angry. And like, I was like Fallon, like, you know, like five days later, I was like, how are you doing? And she's like, I think I feel great. Like I feel, I feel great. But because she had worked, she had really like set it an incredible foundation for herself, like leading up into that point with, uh, not to like spill, spill all your tea, but like, I mean, what did you, what were you like mitigate, not mitigate, um, trigger point, uh, massages, mm-hmm. uh, counseling, just like so much mindset work. And had she not had that like rooted, grounded foundation, like I think it would have affected her a lot more than it did. Um, but I just thought it was so funny that I was, I was like, can I, can I email her back like on your behalf? And I just wanted, I just was so angry at the, at the email, but Fallon was just like, I feel really like grounded because she knows who she is. And I feel like mm-hmm. Fallon, you've done a lot of work on just like, Hey, I fully accept myself. So what would one email do to that and so clearly that is like the common theme um and i think on a fertility journey as well from like everything that you've you've shared kitty because it's like what does this say about how i feel about myself if i can't achieve that you know Mm -hmm. um and so with the recurring word of failure it kind of comes back to that like performance-based you know upbringing and then um yeah feeling like a failure and like how do we reverse that and like get into a place where we fully accept ourselves no matter what and no matter what we're struggling with? Mm, yeah. Cause I was like, you know, like this, like it's every month, like fucking groundhog day, you know, like you can't measure it. You can't, <laughs> make, I felt like I could make no, like I love lifting. I like numbers. I like measuring. I like progress. I like black and white, you know, this, it was like, there's no progress. There's zero progress. Every month there's zero progress. In fact, I'm going backwards by my standards, because my period's worse, my sleep shit, I'm pissing like a bloody racehorse every five seconds. <laughs> you know, like, it was honestly, I really thought there was something wrong with me. Like, really, you know, it was just, oh, what a journey. That's mm. so, yeah, I feel like that is the one of the first thoughts that a lot of us can go to is like, something is inherently wrong with me. And like, 
Oh my gosh. I remember my, my pulses were a little bit slower postpartum. And I like convinced myself that I had a thyroid issue. I was like, I have a thyroid issue and I could like feel my neck swelling. I was just like, I have like, I was just like, I was basically convincing my body to show up a thyroid issue because I was so convinced that I had a thyroid issue when I didn't. Maybe your body's just a bit tired from this ridiculously exhausted yes. childbirth that you've gone through. Like it just needs some, you know, like you just like, yes. it's not, I think that's me realizing you know, my body's on a machine. It's not a machine. It's not going to behave perfectly. It's going to, shit's going to go pear-shaped sometimes and it's okay. Just like, you know, but I think it's going back to that. You, you feel like we need to be, everything's good all the time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I appreciate, I feel like in this realm, it's, easier for me to share some of my shortcomings. Mm. Um, Again, you know, coming from such a different world, I just remember sort of suppressing those emotions and symptoms because I was, you know, I had this like dinky platform and I had this, you know, ghetto blog that was just, oh my gosh, it was a mess. But I was so passionate about like paleo and, you know, real food and all of this. And I remember Broccoli. Just being, I, I'll sometimes I'll screenshot some of my memories and send it to Corey, and we're like, gross. What <laughs> one time she said it sounded like I was like bragging on vegetables, like everyone can agree that you eat vegetables. And Corey was like, it sounded like veggies were holding a gun to your head and making you write this post. <laughs> I mean, all of it was just like sickeningly, like just so pro, you know, paleo and diet culture and all this stuff. And I think I had just convinced myself that that's what I had to show to people that, you know, I was the one out of everyone that I knew that I was, that was pursuing health or at least, uh, you know, what I thought was health. And Mm. so it was like, I had to put up this facade that, you know, I'm getting better and I feel so good. And I just, I can't tell you how many posts I have where I'm like, I love my food. I don't even feel restricted, which was a hundred percent not true. I mean, I would cry anytime I came into contact with someone drinking coffee because I couldn't have it and wanted it so badly. Mm. Or, you know, if we went somewhere and people got pizza and I was just like, this sucks. I mean, it was not, I was not enjoying any of my food limitations, but on paper, I wanted people to be so convinced that I was getting better that that's all I talked about was, oh, look how much weight I've lost and look how great my skin looks and all this stuff. And I just, I don't know. I think something about stepping into a more bioenergetic approach and healing the metabolism has really freed me up to communicate that okay, yeah, my health isn't perfect because again, there's all these factors that are coming into play. It's not this destination that we arrive at. Mm. And I just, I don't know. I remember always feeling so just less than because, you know, I still had symptoms and now I don't, I don't feel that as much. And I feel like I have to sort of train myself out of that still. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey, like you were saying with Teresa's work, which I, oh my gosh, love so much her, her recurring phrase of, I love and accept myself, you know, just the way that I am. Um, but yeah, I think there's just, I don't know. I think there's freedom to talk about these issues and to communicate to other women, because I think, I mean, you know, I've really sort of turned my platform into, I mean, I have women who tell me frequently, like I'm here because of the way that you talk about body image and that's why I follow you. Mm. And so I think that, you know, if I had been this stick skinny girl who like didn't put on any weight when I was healing my metabolism, People weren't going to listen to that message from me. That's just the truth of it. Like if I was, you know, 120 pound stick skinny girl and I was like, oh, you can just love your body the way that it is. They'd be like, please, please. Who are you to even like, tell me about this. And that's, you know, I honestly, that's just the truth of it is that, you know, sometimes you do have to walk this road of Mm -hmm. feeling like you're struggling and feeling like, you know, you are 
sort of in a, I don't know, darker season, which again, I hate to even call my weight journey that because it's been so healing and so, um, just teaching, you know, like this whole season, I feel like has taught me so many things, but, um, yeah, that's kind of been, I don't know, sort of what I've almost turned my platform into because I'm like, people need to know that, that other people are struggling. Like they need to know that just because I have found, you know, vibrancy and freedom and whatever else that doesn't mean I feel like my health is, is perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that women, I think we have this idea that, oh, I just have to look perfect. I have, because I'm trying to, you know, sell people on this idea. I can't communicate that I'm struggling at all. And I honestly think people are more drawn to individuals when they communicate their weaknesses. And I'm more drawn to people when I can see that they're being honest and vulnerable about what they're carrying, because we don't want to interact with people that we feel like we can't live up to. You know, we want to be around people who we feel like, okay, that I feel humanized and I feel like they have been humanized for me. And I think that's just really what's so beautiful about this entire conversation is that I think so many people have this misconception that, you know, nobody who has a platform is struggling with what they're sharing about when the truth is the reason they have that platform is because they had that struggle. You know, Mm -hmm. the reason I talk about body image is because I struggle with body image. The reason we all talk about metabolic health is because we have years of just trashed health history. And I Mm -hmm. think that that's just so freeing to just be able to step onto a platform and say, I'm right there with you. Like, I don't have it all figured out. I'm learning as I go. I'm sharing the best information I know how and, you know, pointing other women to freedom and, and life. And, Um, but that doesn't mean that we're just sitting behind the screens, like with this, you know, perfect life and perfect health and all of that. There's always something going on behind the scenes. And you know what? I think, well, look, I don't know. I feel like, like nearly every woman would struggle with body image. Don't you reckon? I feel like. Oh, absolutely. I hated my body at like 112 pounds. I mean, just, yeah. But even, you know, like, cause Craig, I just talked, we talk about this all the time. Like, you know, I've put on body fat, gradually put on body fat. Now I'm just sort of sitting like, it's funny though, my weight's not really changed that much. Like I've only fluctuated a kilo, but I've, there's a lot of body fat difference because I was training more intensely, you know, so my body composition was different. So there's not really much change in weight. Um, mm. but, you know, even now I say to him, like, sometimes I think, oh, maybe I should be leaner, you know, like, cause I was quite a bit leaner, but I'm like, no kitty, you're good how you are, you know, like still in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, maybe you will fall pregnant. And I just know that obviously not training as hard as I was training and as lean as I was, it's going to be better how I am. Like it's going to be more beneficial to my body just to be holding that bit extra body fat. But I really try and, you know, like, but that's just me being honest. Like, you know, like I, it's not like I sit here and go, Oh, you're fucking fat. You know, like I feel really fat and I hate my body, but I still do sometimes think, Oh, you know, it'd be nice to be a bit leaner again, you know, and be back to where I was really into my training and like, you know, but then I'm like, Oh, but I'm fine. I'm fine. How I, I don't know. I just, I guess I was going to say that to say that I still, even though I know like, you know, women would look at me and I still, I appreciate my body. I love my body. It's strong. Mm-hmm. I look healthy and strong, you know, and that's what I, I enjoy my training, but I still think everyone struggles. If they say that they don't, I feel like they'd be lying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that the authenticity, like what Fallon was saying, I just now realized I had made, um, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago, I made a post about, I think it was last week um, about how in my postpartum season, I had planned to like, be like super, super low stress and really, really honor my body. And by the time that I got out of that, like fourth trimester, which is that first three months postpartum, I was like, going to be honest. I did not, I did not fully honor my body during this time. And my, and I, it showed up, like it showed up. I became, 
um, symptomatic. Like it was very clear to me what I had done and like what was just a natural consequence of um, just the result of stress on my body. Anyways, I had made that post and then I, I'm just now realizing I had had this flood of emails afterwards that were like, thank you so much for, uh, sharing about that. I just like, yeah, I think people, um, just assume that we like are feeling incredible all the time. I will say that a lot of the times we do feel incredible and we do share authentically. Oh my gosh. Like this is the best thing that I've ever walked into. Like truly, um, just the idea of just having like all day energy and like the majority of the time, um, we do feel incredible and we are sharing authentically, but when we do share like, Ooh, I'm struggling a little bit. I'm just totally with you guys that like people really appreciate that. Cause they're like, cause that way they don't feel like they're doing something wrong on their journey. If they don't feel a hundred percent all the time, they're like, Oh, cool. Okay. Like it's cool for me to feel, um, for like things to come up and for me to adjust here and there. I think that's, what's so important. Uh, hormone healing RD, um, Amanda, she had her on the podcast a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. I haven't released it yet, but how she's so nice. eh? I just love her. She's such a rock star. We, after, after she came on our podcast, we were just like, we just love her. We love her. We're like her fangirls. Um, and we're her groupies. So she had a podcast episode recently on like your, um, you guys can't see my hand. They're listening, but like, I'm making like a roller coaster, Uh, (laughs) like how your healing journey is like up and down and different things. Cause if you understand the physiology of some of the Mm -hmm. things that might come up, such as hormonal like cystic acne as your estrogen starts mobilizing like being able to understand that those things make it so much easier to like just let go and trust mm-hmm. the process and accept where your body where you're where you're at so sometimes it does take additional like just awareness um mm-hmm. you know of just like oh this is physiologically appropriate for you know my bowel movements to change as like my mm-hmm. liver detox improves so um that's another thing i just wanted to touch on or even, I don't know, this just sort of is relevant to this, what we're saying is Craig, you know, like understanding how stress affects your body. And I think like Craig's um, got this client, she's like a real athlete, you know, she trains four days a week, she does like paddleboarding and shit, and she's really consistent with her food. Um, and she's in great shape. And usually she's just really good, really consistent. And then all of a sudden, like, not recovering from training, sleeping like shit. Craig's like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, my bloody estranged father's moved back in with me. And like, mm. <laughs> it's so stressful. And Craig's like, okay, cool. Let's just pull your training back. Let's just, this has got to be a time where you're not going to really make progress. Make sure your food's on point. Like, and just understanding that you can't just like how stress actually affects. Whereas before, I think if I was in that situation, like as a person, I would just keep going. I wouldn't go, okay, I've got to give myself some grace now. Stress is high. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I need to reduce the stress elsewhere. I think I really feel like that's, I love that about this too, because you just, realize that you're not always going to make progress things aren't always going to be great there's going to be these little blips or roadblocks you know like um it's funny Craig and I were talking and this is another thing that goes on in my bloody head is you know like I've back in when we were in the gym I was right into powerlifting and like we were just so focused and I was super invested in my training and made good progress competed and you know like it just was really into it and then you know like now I'm sort of in this funny in-between stage where I've got to sort of balance like I still train hard but not like I used to train which probably people go oh fuck you you must have really used to train hard but like just so committed and you know now I've got back into my training I've sort of hit that wall now where my progress is so slow like 
you know, like to get a rep every few weeks is good, you know, and like Craig and I were chatting about it yesterday and he's like, look, Kitty, because <laughs> I think he just gets sick of me. He's like, you're not going to fucking put on much more muscle now. Like you are pretty advanced. you got a lot of muscle. He's like, you'd have to really like be super committed and so committed to your recovery. And like, cause I am committed to my training, but I'm not like, you know, just go in there and I do like probably the bare minimum couple of sets to, it's still hard sets to maintain what I have. And it's just in this in between because my personality is like I've always got to be progressing and it's really hard. It's sort of hard for me to be in this middle ground going, okay, you need to do enough of what you love to be happy but not go back to where I'm going, all right, I'm going to compete in powerlifting again and get so start training, you know, like get super into my training and it's really hard to just go, okay, you've just got to have that that balance again, like going it's just maybe you're not going to make a lot of progress or Craig's like, you know, we can progress in other ways. Like we'll add pause reps in or pause, like, I'm like, oh, that's boring. <laughs> you know, I think maybe for people who are like, like, you know, who are really about progress, 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 this can be hard because sometimes it's really slow and you have to just, you know, like other diets that you do, you like, you get quick results, things happen quickly. Whereas this, sometimes you go backwards, you really have to dig deep and do some emotional work, I think too, which is painful and shit, mm-hmm. you know, but I think like you say, overall, it, um, it like, I'm so much in a better place now, obviously than I was, I'm sure you guys are too. Like, even though oh, it's yeah. been hard. Yeah. I love this idea too, of just having these seasons of sort of restfulness and enjoyment, because Mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that I really wrestled with because, you know, out of the gate, yeah, I saw major improvements quickly. You know, I came off my thyroid medication relatively fast. Um, You know, my symptoms improved so much relatively fast. And then I feel like I got to this point, you know, obviously I'm watching my weight change this whole time, but it was over a very long, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a year, I think almost that. Shit, she's just frozen. Oh. It's weird. I was like, I wonder if it's mine. Let me text her. Yeah, text her. We're right in the middle of a good bit too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she'll have to jump. I think it's definitely hers. Jump off and. That's so strange that it's still. Maybe if I type something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's come through. Maybe we'll have to message her on um, everyone just hold tight. <laughs> yeah. um, I love that her face is just frozen. I know. It, you I know, take a picture. Oh, there oh we, it's oh, out. She's I wonder if her computer. I'd say. Yeah, it's funny, in po- you know, when you're doing podcasts and you're like, you start to like make hand signals, like you're trying to describe something and you then you remember, oh, people can't see me. Yes. You know, like you were like. Yeah, doing, yeah exactly. Yeah, you're like doing this before. Oh, wait, Fallon just said her power went out. Oh, my God. Okay. All so right. it's like okay. out, out, and she's on a desktop computer. Oh, no. All right. Well, we'll just, we'll just keep going and finish it. Um, yeah. Finish it without a, I don't know, we've talked about a lot. We've covered a lot, I think. Yes. Yeah, we've, yeah. I mean, I feel like this is super helpful for people just to um, relate. Like, it's a relatability factor, and also just mm. like, it's kind of just this breath of fresh air of, oh, oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm not alone here if my healing journey isn't perfect you know quote unquote um and yeah i think it's there's just nothing like the feeling of knowing that you're not alone in something like where you can just be like oh okay other women 
going through this too. Sweet. Like, I feel like I can just like rest in that. Um, so I think that's one of the more important things to, you know, just, just to like walk away with is that, yeah, you're not alone. There's people have walked this path before you. Everyone is here in like a communal, um, you know, space where we're all like, Hey, we're just on a journey. We're on a journey. You're not a failure because things pop up. Um, it's just a journey. Mm, totally, totally. Oh, well, that was, I think we've obviously gone over time too. So maybe you guys have <laughs> got to stick to it now. <laughs> but that was so amazing. Thank you so much for coming on, guys, and of sharing so openly. And um, I'll drop the links, obviously, to the your course and you guys' Instagram page and the the, um, the new uh, recipe book, which you'll, I'm excited to, well, I'll have it by the time this comes out. So I'll be totally. you know, try some of the awesome recipes. So yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Kitty. Thank you.